Today, I'm talking about the common experience of feeling like a roommate with your partner. Now, when I polled my community, over 67% of you said you felt like roommates, where your interactions each day feel more like they're transactions. Where are the splash bands? What are we having for dinner? And you're no longer feeling physically and sexually connected. Now, I think what's important to acknowledge is that our relationships inevitably are meant to change. And for so many of us, we hang on to that early season in our relationship, the limerence stage, the honeymoon period, which tends to only last for six months in a relationship. In those first six months, you can call to mind your partner and you feel excited. There's more spontaneous desire where you can't wait to see them, hug them, kiss them, and have sex with them. You're sharing more intimate details about yourself as you're deepening your relationship and getting to know each other. It makes sense that during this time, things feel exciting. There's more dopamine. There's more of the oxytocin, the cuddle hormone being released between you and your partner as you are becoming bonded and building your relationship. But now over time, things have felt more comfortable. Perhaps you are living more parallel lives where it's the in and out with all of the stressors that are happening in your day-to-day life. But there's good news because now that we can identify that you and your partner feel more like roommates, we know exactly what we can do to start changing things. And I want to remind you that you didn't become roommates overnight. These were small things that started to slide off of your relationship each day. And now we're going to put these small things back in so that you and your partner can feel close and connected. Before I tell you some things to reignite that spark, let's talk about some of the reasons why you feel like roommates. Okay, the reason why we feel like roommates, over 80% of you said because the mental load is so high. Of course, this makes sense. If there are all of these things spinning around in your mind, it's incredibly hard then to turn to your partner and feel close and connected and also to want to engage in sexual intimacy. Over 75% of you said that you have limited time together. I think this is a really important stat for us to be aware of is that couple partners are very much pulled apart, particularly during the young years of our child raising years. So we know that from research, partners spend on average, this is quite shocking, 35 minutes a day talking to each other when they have young children. Think about that. That is half an hour. That is not enough time to be able to build connection and closeness and to feel warm and secure with your partner. And that partners spend more time in separate rooms while raising young children than they do in rooms together. A lot of these conversations have also been found to be focused around the logistical things of managing the children. What's for dinner? Who's making lunch? Where are those splash pants and snow pants for the day? And having such limited time together is really important to consider when we start to think about what are we going to do to start changing this feeling of being roommates? Okay, what comes down to the next one is 75% of you said you feel like roommates since having children. And then the other one is 90% of you said you feel like roommates because you've lost that sense of physical touch and sexual intimacy. And it just goes to show that that barrier between being roommates to being lovers is that important piece around having that physical connection each day. We want to make sure that in your relationship, you are nurturing the parts of you and your partner that bring passion and excitement. So let's talk about seven ideas that you can try shifting from roommates back into lovers. That first thing to address feeling like roommates might sound a little counterintuitive, 
but I want you to stay with me. Now, I recommend that you start making time for you. Why is this so important? Our own individuality and autonomy is incredibly important when it comes to nurturing our intimacy. And what I'm talking about here is a healthy interdependent relationship. You and your partner are two separate people. And at one point, that autonomous and independent person is what you were attracted to. You were two separate people before you started a relationship. And our goal is to nurture the individual self, our autonomy, while also nurturing healthy intimacy and connection. And so I'm taking my two hands and I'm making a circle. I'm bringing them together like links in a keychain. Okay. But the thing though, that we end up doing in our relationships is we become fused and codependent. And so we lose the separation between you and the other person. And this experience is often what leads us to feel like roommates because there's no you, there's no me, and it becomes really tricky. So we want to practice some autonomy and independence and nurturing our own identity. What is it that is meaningful to you? What fills you up outside of the home, outside of your relationship? Why is this so important? Because when you can give this to yourself, you can return to your relationship with joy, with excitement, with discovering something new about yourself or the world. And then you get to bring that and pour it to your partner and they can share that experience with you. All right. Now, this is a difficult conversation and I'm recognizing the limitations around bringing in self-care when many women and mothers carry the mental load. And so I do encourage people to find small things frequently. There's got to be something small. And if guilt shows up, if shame shows up, and this is really hard for you to do, I want you to reframe this as I'm servicing myself to also be able to give to others if you need that. Although I also always say to people, you don't need to give to yourself just so you can give to others. Just make sure you're filling yourself up in some way. Support for today's episode comes from Cozy Earth. Picture this, you're planning your summer getaway, what to eat, where to visit, what to do, and where to sleep. But what about the comfort of home while you're away? This is something I'm constantly considering because if I'm uncomfortable in my clothing, then I'm more irritated and then things overall just don't feel great. And this is where Cozy Earth comes in. Right now, you can get 35% off with code SHRINK at checkout. Cozy Earth isn't just about creating luxurious bedding and loungewear. It's about elevating and transforming your entire travel experience. Their bedding is so soft and buttery smooth, it beats any hotel sheets I've ever slept in. And Cozy Earth's bedding comes in these adorable totes, making it travel-friendly and hassle-free. These have been my go-to sheets for well over a year now, and they are a must no matter where you go. Plus, their loungewear is perfect for those long flights or car rides. Their temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew ensures that you stay cool and comfy on those long flights. I know not everybody is hitting the road or the skies this summer, and that's totally okay. You can also create your own sanctuary at home, and Cozy Earth has everything you need to make every moment feel more blissful. Trust me, once you experience the comfort and quality of Cozy Earth, you'll never want to go back. My pajamas, the kids keep asking why I'm still wearing them. Visit CozyEarth.com, use my code SHRINK, S-H-R-I-N-K, at checkout to get 35% off. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Support for today's episode comes from Loop Earplugs. 
For so long after having children, I kept wondering why I was easily overwhelmed and felt like an angry mom. The noise from the kids, the dog barking, and the sounds around me from everyday life. But I now understand that I'm not an angry mom and instead my nervous system gets overwhelmed and overstimulated, which is why I've been turning more and more to my loop earplugs to help me stay more regulated and engaged with the family. I'm using loop engage to help dampen the sound around me. And these loop earplugs allow me to still be with every beat and conversation. I still hear Greg. I can still hear the kids. I love that they are so comfortable and they come with eight silicone ear tips to ensure the right fit for you. The best part for me is that I take them everywhere with me. They are proving the test of time and not to mention they're stylish in my ears. Plus, we love the kids versions, which we've been able to take to the movies for our kids. I'm so excited that Loop Earplugs is offering you, my community, a discount so that you too can tackle that overstimulation while still being engaged with the activities and people you love. Visit loopearplugs.com and use my code Loop times Dr. Tracy for 10% off your order. That's L-O-O-P-X-D-R-T-R-A-C-Y for 10% off your order. Number two, build strong rituals of connection. Now, these are daily things and they are small things frequently. People often come to me and say, Dr. Tracy, what's this big thing that I need to do to change my relationship? Just tell me, I will do it. We'll take the two-week vacation. And yet what we know is that it's the small things every single day that are going to help you and your partner to feel close and connected. Now, one of the best things to think about for your relationship is to consider what those rituals were early on. How did you greet each other when you were apart? How did you come back together when you were apart? How did you say goodbye to each other when you were parting? Were there hugs, were there kisses? That is a really powerful way to put in that daily ritual that can not add extra time into your relationship, but instead take you from parallel to being able to cross paths and being close. So other rituals might be things where you think about your partner, like pouring the cup of coffee or considering how you say goodnight. Daily rituals, again, I'm considering the busy parent. I'm always holding that in mind. Daily rituals do not need to take more time. They can simply be stacked in your day-to-day. Maybe you make dinner together. Maybe you take the no distractions over dinner so that you can have uninterrupted time. And that becomes your ritual of when you are connecting. I think what's important when we consider these daily rituals is that it's not just about something that I'm doing for my partner. It's not about a gift or giving in that way. But what it does is it says to our partner that I see you, that you're important to me, and that I'm holding you in your mind and I'm thinking of you. I challenge you tomorrow, pour your partner their cup of water or their coffee, or instead of waking up and turning to your phone and scrolling and checking emails, whatever else it is, turn to your partner, ask for that 30 second hug and just see how it feels for the rest of the day. Number three, our phones and devices. They are such powerful things in our hands and offer us ways to connect to our loved ones. The challenge, however, is that they also create a sense of disconnection. Here are the things I commonly hear from people in my therapy room, in my community. We just end up being on our phones all night. We're just sitting side by side, right? We're parallel playing, not even doing something together. My partner's on their phone all the time and they're not paying attention to me. So I just end up going on my phone too. 
There's a term called fubbing, which is you actually use your phone and you're using it in front of your partner while they're trying to tell you something and you're no longer paying attention to them. You can imagine in a relationship how that really impacts our ability to feel close and connected when what I'm sharing with you in this moment is not given being given the full attention. If your devices are part of your wind down strategy, you can still find ways to build that connection. By the way, when I do this with my hands, I'm interlacing my fingers because the analogy that I use is instead of growing our tree branches apart every single day, we want to make sure we're growing our tree branches together. And that's the foundation for a connected relationship. So what can you do to build your branches, grow your branches together moment to moment. So if you're on your phone at night, ask your partner, what is it that you're looking at? Looking at? Ask them to tell you more about that, what they think about it, what kind of feelings stir up or what kind of memories or what they hope and wish to do with that information. This helps to cross the bridge into each other's experience and can to help build connection together. I also challenge you to consider one or two nights where maybe you put your phones and devices away and you spend that 10 minutes in bed just connecting the two of you. I want to remind you that making the shift in your relationship can be as simple as 10 minutes of sharing back and forth about your internal experiences every single day. Number four, develop a culture of appreciation. What does this mean? It means that we are building a strong friendship and a foundation for our relationship. Dr. John Gottman talks about building this culture of appreciation as a way of making deposits into our love bank. With those deposits, we are building up the resources so that when we hit the bumps, when we hit stressful moments, that we have that in our love bank so that we are not depleted and going into the negative and going into the withdrawal space. Now, here's what tends to happen with couples when I'm talking about this culture of appreciation. One partner will say, well, they're not doing anything. I don't want to start this because why do I have to be the first one to do this? And I totally get this because if you have been disconnected for some time, being able to cross the bridge and reach for your partner can feel really hard when your well is so empty. Here's the thing. One of the best ways that we get to choose to fill up our buckets, to fill up our well is by showing the other person what it is to build that connection. I challenge you today to express one small thing to your partner today. And when I say that, I mean, it could be small. I appreciate that I'm not going through this day on my own. I appreciate that you got me this glass of water today. Thank you for whatever that looks like. One small thing. I'm challenging you to be the person to step over that gap that exists between you and your and your partner in the hopes that something might be different when you repeatedly do this over and over again. Number five. Now, I don't know about you, but if nothing is scheduled in my calendar, days, weeks, and months can go by. This is a human experience where time passes by. We go on autopilot and we stop checking in with ourselves. We stop doing things that are meaningful. And then here we are waking up one day feeling like roommates. So here's what I want you to know is that when we don't schedule something, it's likely not going to happen. And so this one is really important and it's pretty easy. Look ahead in your calendar and schedule a date night. Plan to have excitement and joy and playfulness together. If you are in those early child rearing days where time is limited, maybe you don't have family around the corner to help you. Maybe finding a sitter has been incredibly challenging. 
don't despair. I have ideas for you too. So here's the thing. When you put baby to bed, you can try a new recipe together. You can get out a card game. You can plan to listen to a podcast together and press pause and talk about what's being talked about. There are all kinds of ways that you can build that intimacy together so that you can start to feel close again. So when we schedule these points of connection, intentionally having them in our calendar and planned in advance, whether it's once a month, every other week, once a week, ideally when you can sit on the couch for 30 minutes, enjoy your favorite, whatever it is, if you're trying new cheeses or wines or new coffees and teas, you have this chance for you to build this experience of being together. I also talk a lot about playfulness with relationships and how important it is for us to tap into having fun together. For some people, this might look like playing a board game together, or we had talked about in my Be Connected community about getting the poppers and having a game in the basement together um, and trying to hit each other with it. Or there might even be other ways that you and your partner bring play and fun, which is putting on a 90s dance music playlist and dancing together or play Guess the Song. Number six is shifting from parents back into partners. Think of the last time that you and your partner sat down together. What was the conversation about? Did you focus on what's for lunch, for the kids, what you have to do next for the kids, toy rotations, the tantrum that happened, visiting family? It's so easy for us to stay in one role instead of closing that role off at the end of the day and tapping back into the partner role. So many people tell me that the reason they feel like roommates is because all of their conversations and connection has resulted around the children. And when the kids go to bed, this is our opportunity to step out of that and to go inwards and share things with each other. Now, this links back to the other one where I said, find time without our devices so that you can talk about memories with each other, future plans, wishes, or hopes, or maybe even sharing something difficult that happened for each other. All right, number seven, my last tip here, and I know many people will struggle with this one, and it's okay if it doesn't work for you, but it might work for others, and that is schedule sex. And I don't mean scheduling in the sense of 7 p.m., you're wearing this, I'm doing that, first A, five minutes, then B, two minutes, and then we we orgasm and go to bed. No, that's that's not exciting in any way. But when I talk about scheduling sex, what I mean is around setting an intention and that we're going to get intentional, let's call it Thursday. Every Thursday of the week, this is our day to be intentional with each other and to have sex, whatever that looks, intercourse, outer course, physical intimacy. We want to schedule this because we know that without being scheduled, nothing happens and we tend to just go on the wayside. So what's important about setting this intention on that day is that in the morning, you call to mind the images that excite you, the moments with your partner that have felt good and stimulating and exciting. You then decide that when you see the socks left on the floor, you don't comment on it that day. You pick them up, you put them in the laundry basket. You don't save sex for the end of the day. We know that if you save it for the end of the day, most people say, I'm too tired. I don't feel like it anymore. So set an intention on the chosen day of the week and prioritize your intimacy. No matter what distractions come up, save those for another day, put them in the box, put on the shelf, come back to it on another day and prioritize you and your partner's intimacy together. 
I think one of the most important things here is for us to remember that when we feel like roommates, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing or that our relationship is over. The strategies I'm talking about here today are for relationships that feel safe and that you feel secure with the other person and you can turn towards them and work together. Now, I think what's important is that there's a lot of intentionality around shifting out of roommates. And sometimes our intentionality isn't there. And instead then, if we're not able to do this because of whatever season of life, you've had a baby two weeks ago, six months ago, one year ago, you've just added baby number two, you're undergoing a stressful part in your life, a job change, a career change, a loss of a loved one. Here's the thing. I want you to know that all relationships go through different seasons. And it's not about never having these seasons or these ups and downs, right? Our relationships wax and wane. It's not always this even keel. But instead, what we know is that we can turn to our partner and say, hey, love, I know we feel like roommates right now. And I just want you to know that I think about you. I hold you in my mind. And I can't wait for us to return to that time in our relationship where we will have more space and energy for each other. And that at the foundation is building a secure relationship when you can both say, we've got each other. We are here for each other. All right. I would love to hear from you after listening to today's episode. Send me a DM. Tell me what is showing up for you in terms of your relationship, in terms of how things are feeling, what season of life you are in right now. And I just really want to normalize that our relationships are so hard. And truly what we're trying to do in relationships is we're trying to carve out finding what it means to be an individual person, an individual self, while also co-creating and coexisting with our partners who are also their own individual self. I want to hear from you. So send me a DM, but I also need you to leave me a review. Click the stars on iTunes. Let me know what you think of today's episode and I will see you next week. What's up, guys? I'm Gabrielle Stone, host of FML Talk. After being love-bombed, married, and cheated on, trust me, I've got some perspective on love, heartbreak, trauma, and healing. FML Talk has become weekly therapy for my listeners, where I give you a safe space to heal with, of course, a few F-bombs thrown in. Fun girl talk episodes, solo episodes that will guide you on your healing journey, and guests with stories that will leave your jaw on the floor. Grab a cocktail and come hang with me every Wednesday on FML Talk.